Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning, world. Shelley Shearer here, and I hope you're having a fantastic day. I've actually had kind of an emotional couple of days. Um, I've managed to pick up some clients and, and have myself involved in a couple of families' estate planning. And let me tell you, there is nothing that can quickly turn a family on, on each other than money. It is, it is just so sad. Um, I'm going to use a couple examples in a little bit because uh, I'm going to talk about dwelling today. Because I'm a dweller. I don't know if you are, but I definitely am. And the one thing I've learned as I've gotten older and more mature is to learn coping mechanisms. Because that part of my personality isn't necessarily going to change. I just need to find positive outlets for it. I need to work through it. So actually, something else fantastic happened this morning. I just have the best friends. I truly do. One of my clients and dearest friends, she's my oldest friend. I've known her since grade one. I just turned six, moved into a new neighborhood. She was my neighbor two doors down. And Beert and I have been together all these years. We've drifted apart, had different lives for a while, but we have always come back to each other. And we are a huge part in each other's lives for the past 20 years for sure. And uh, I'm actually her bookkeeper as well. <laughs> so <clears throat> her children are my surrogate nephews and I was there for the birth of her oldest son. So you see the kind of bonds that you develop. And Beerta knows me very, very well. Well, she sent me a gift today. So my dog's freaking out at the front door and I'm out there saying, is there a delivery person here? Yeah, they went upstairs to my renter suite and so finally they find my door and Amazon.com delivers something and I'm thinking, oh great, what did I do now that I don't remember? And inside was a book, a gift from Birta. She had been sending me photocopies of some of the uh, meditation and spiritual quotes for a, a few months now just kind of helping me through some stuff I was processing and decided, I guess, as a gift that she would just go online, order it, and have it shipped directly to me. And I have got to say I have incredible gratitude. Now, yesterday, I'm actually going to use yesterday's quote. Let the miracle of acceptance find you. Now, I find that sort of uh, a good bridge to talking about are you a dweller because a lot of being dwelling is that you're not accepting. If you're constantly dwelling, now we're going to talk about dwelling in, in, a, in a number of attributes in the fact that do you dwell just on negative stuff? Um, dwelling can be good if you're focused on good stuff all the time, but we don't tend to as human beings. When we dwell, we're usually living in regret. And that is where I've been for two days. Uh, looking at these situations, I've got friends and clients in, excuse me, and I just feel, I just feel their pain. I just see, I see what people do to each other over something stupid like money. Now don't get me wrong. People always say those with money have this attitude. That's not the case. I've been comfortable. I have been dirt poor and I've grown up in a family that certainly had expendable income. We don't come from affluence or anything like that, but my father's business did well. And as we got older, we reaped the benefits of that. But growing up, that wasn't the case. And as a single mother, my parents may have money, but that didn't mean I had money. And although they assisted us in our life, they didn't supply my life. So I still had to work and I lived the consequences of being a single mother and owning my own business. And what went with that? And I have no regrets. It made me the person I am today. In fact, it was funny. Speaking of um, 
speaking of uh, families, I was actually helping my own family the other day. I went down and met with my mom's financial planner. My dad has dementia, so he can no longer handle these things, and she's not used to handling them. And she, her memory is going as well. So unfortunately, she doesn't remember what he tells her. So my sister and I have just started sitting in in all meetings so that someone is taking notes and we can kind of repeat these things to her later. And she was getting a little upset that the government had so much say in what kind of she did with her estate planning and the taxes that are going to be owed on capital gains. And, you know, they've got multiple properties. They're not, res- you know, they're not primary residences. So those are all capital gains issues when you pass away and it goes all into probate. And she was getting a little upset about this and she made a statement about how maybe it just would have been better if we had just accomplished nothing and we just we just um, didn't have anything at the end and we can live like the rest of the Canadians and just collect old age pension and let the government support us. And I sort of laughed. And that, that comment kind of coupled, and it, it is sometimes true, you sometimes feel like you work, especially the middle class, you feel like you work. And you're just on that edge where you're doing well enough that the government penalizes you and yet a good portion of the population lives below the, you know, below that middle class line and they're always getting the handouts. And we live in a country with a lot of immigration that has a lot of social systems. And you know what? It wears on the prior generation. The younger generation is, a little, is much more accepting of this dichotomy in our society, but the older generation is not. I flat out that is not but my experience. So because I'm sick, my mom didn't realize at all what it was costing in our lives to keep me healthy and that the government didn't pay for most of my treatments. Fibromyalgia is a sort of an an on-the-edge type disease. It's becoming much more mainstream, but doctors really don't still are not clear what causes it. And there are people out there that would just accept being sick and go on disability and that would be the end of it. Well, we're just not wired that way. And I said to my mom, she says, why don't you just, I don't know, go to the gym during the day. What are you trying to work for? Why are you spending all this money to stay healthy just so you can go to work and tire yourself out and kind of go into that circle? And I just looked at her after she had just made this comment about the government interfering with her life going, do you know what? We are the way we are, mom. We're a family of achievers. My sister, my brother-in-law, my father, myself, we're people that take what we've been given and the situations around us and we multiply them. We want to do more, we want to do better. It is literally how we're wired. And so I looked at her and says, I can't live that way because if I did that, I'd become suicidal because depression would settle in and I'd have no purpose. And I truly believe that every human being needs a purpose, some more than others. I certainly do. That being said, along with my achieving personality, I am a dweller. And that is actually one of the reasons I started this podcast, to help folks take a look at their lives and not live in regret. Because I lived in regret and victim in my 20s a lot. A lot of bad crap happened to me in my um, younger years that affected me emotionally and and, uh, mentally, spiritually. And I just needed, I found ways to cope with those. I worked myself through them with help and teams and friends and support. And I wanted to pass that knowledge on. But it doesn't change the fact that I dwell. However, there are coping mechanisms that you can instigate no matter what your personality issues might be. Now, let me quickly read this, though, because I've gotten off on a little bit, got ahead of myself, and I'm going to come back to this um, 
book on spiritual growth. So the, this lady's telling a story. Oh, let me give credence. Sorry. Melody Beattie, B-E-A-T-T-I-E, Melody Beattie, author of the number one international bestseller, Codependent No More. Oh, neat. Uh, Journey to the Heart is the name of the book, Daily Meditations on the Path to Freeing Your Soul. And although, like I say, I, had, I not, have not experienced the whole book, my girlfriend Berta is definitely listening to her team and has sent me some amazing little excerpts at a complete time of need that just arrives in my inbox. I read it, I start crying, and I start dealing with what I need to deal with. So today, this lady's telling a story about being in a church in New Mexico, but this is her point. We may search for miracles that change our situations, but we don't have to deal with, so we don't have to deal with the loss or feel the pain. Sometimes we get that miracle. Our circumstances change. Sometimes the miracle we get changes us. Remember, it's always not all about the situation changing. Sometimes it's just about us changing. Like I keep saying, our minds. If the circumstance is, situation is too difficult, the loss too painful to accept in one leap, take smaller steps. Accept that you're feeling that way today. Accept who you are today. Accept what you think today. That couldn't have come at a better time. So not only do I have incredible gratitude for such a lovely gift just that came out of nowhere, but the fact that we need to accept who we are, what we are. And sometimes, even if it's negative and it's things in our lives that we do want to change, accept that that's where we are today. So the past two days, I've been dwelling over a hurt. It's an old hurt. It comes from family interaction. It just is what it is. I'm not going to go into it. Um, <clears throat> and... I have to tell you, some of my coping mechanisms are things like this. It used to lay me out for days. I would dwell. I would get bitter. And then I would start reacting emotionally and taking it out on people around me when I was younger. And that is just completely unacceptable. Completely unacceptable. My husband knows me, loves me. And the biggest part about that is he supports me. So when I am in these, this stage, he is just there accepting he won't tolerate it forever, but he understands that I need to go through this process. So he is just there to support the hurt. Now, luckily, he's actually made a very good decision. He's gone away on business for a few days because as long as that kind of incident uh, that set off the hurt has passed and he has seen me through that, he knows that I'm going to dwell for a couple of days, go to my cave. Honestly, it's just better. He's not here. I actually don't need his support for that at this point in my life. I need him at the beginning. Now, actually, the fact that he's sort of out of the house and that energy is left and he's concentrating on work, I can focus. And in some incidences, instances, you might, to do, might need to do a little emotional clearing. And I worked on that last night. I find personally to let it out, but not to other people. I have really found myself to be uh, quite able to work through something just talking to my windshield. So let me tell you, going to yoga yesterday morning, that windshield just got everything I would like to say to the person in my family. Uh, I would just talk about my thoughts, things that, you know, it's always funny because you know how you watch a, a TV show or you read a book and, and everyone's just got the right answer at the right time. Well, it's scripted. Life isn't scripted. I rarely can truly say what I mean at the moment. And quite honestly, usually I'm too emotional to get it all out cohesively anyways. But sometimes we just need to get it out of us. Now that can take a number of, of avenues. You could try scribing, which I've mentioned once before in one of my podcasts. I started scribing when I started podcasting because the ideas and the thoughts just kept coming and I wasn't sleeping. 
I lost three pounds and I, I just wasn't focusing because I was just awake all the time. So I started to scribe. One of my favorite things though, I am a vocal person. So in fact, podcasting was a really great fit for me. It not only allows me to share wisdom and ideas, but it, it's actually th um, very therapeutic for myself as well. Because once you get the thoughts, a lot of the time, once the thoughts and, and such have been uh, expressed, they're not in your head anymore. They're not necessarily feeling unspoken. That is why kind of years ago, there was, there was a little bit of a thing going around where write a letter and then print it and then destroy it. Never send it. And they use this as a therapy technique. It's sort of the same idea. Now, the sad part is this requires a little bit of self-control. Reason for that is we live in the day and age of instant gratification with emails, texts, think that sort of thing. We don't have to put thoughts into our emotional reactions. We can react immediately and carry on. And unfortunately, usually there's some heavy duty fallout and, and uh, collateral damage when that happens. So these are sort of ways of expressing yourself constructively. Because remember, the, th the thing I need you to remember is this is about you not the other person, person, situation. This is about you clarifying your thoughts, your concerns, your hurts, and vocalizing them or writing them down or however that may work for you so that they literally just get, get out of your head and hopefully partly out of your heart. It's buying time. You need to express yourself and also buy time to deal with the situation. Now, as it turned out, in the middle of this podcast, my son phoned from South Africa, and he was great. He gave me, you know, great advice about the situation that had happened the other day, and just did a little brainstorming. And even that, a little bit of sharing, if you've got a confidant that you can talk to, that as well just allows you to take that pressure off your heart and your soul. To say, okay, you know what, someone else has joined me in this situation, and I can now sort of start letting, learning, learning to let it go. Because that is the whole point about people that are dwellers, is letting it go. If you let it fester and you let it build, it becomes this great huge entity larger than it ever needed to be. Now, here is a perfect example of sometimes no good deed goes unpunished. Kind of what happened on earlier in the week with my situation was a little bit the same. I was, I was actually my husband phoned and I was going to talk to him. Now, should I make a phone call or do a quick email to let so-and-so know this? And he said, no, no matter what you do in that situation, it will be taken the wrong way and it doesn't concern you. And he's right. I was literally stepping in for someone else's benefit, but the backlash actually would have been large. So it's like, no, he says, let it go. These people have got to, you know, sometimes you've just got to let people worry about themselves. And that comes into a huge part of it with one of my clients is doing the estate right now for a family member, because it's very hard to walk that line of family member versus executor. Very, very difficult because you emotionally have sometimes different reactions to perhaps just doing the business of, of executing the will. Anyways, uh, that's just a sidebar. So my husband phones. He says, you will not believe what just happened. He's at a client. He's away on business for the rest of the week. He's at a client who needed a tire. I don't really understand this. It doesn't really matter. Taken to another client. And he says, you know what, dude, I'm going there. I'll take it for you. He walked outside the front of the shop, put it on top of his tonneau cover of his truck instead of opening the tailgate and tucking it away. Okay. He, he owns that it was his mistake. 
He forgot to give a brochure. He literally grabbed it off his seat, walked right back into the shop to hand it to his client. And in that four minutes, someone walked by on the street, stole the tire. Now he's out $100 because he's got to go replace the tire. No good deed goes unpunished. Now, uh, we are all for helping other people, and we sort of joke at this. And it happened to me a few years ago. I'm at a, at a gas station. I'm backing up. And I'm about to pull forward. Another lady was there. She she couldn't get out. So I was backing up to let her maneuver. And I ran my tire over the edge of the island and burst it. So I had a 250 or $200 back then Michelin's. It was my low rise. It was my sob. So I had low, ri- uh, low rise uh, tires that were performance tires. $200 because I was getting out of the way of someone else. It's like, oh. That's a bit of a segue, but you're kind of, you know, I hope you're laughing, giggling a little bit because we've all had those experiences. But the trick here and the the topic today is about the dwelling on it. We joke about no good deed goes unpunished, but in actual fact, things that you do for others, they're appreciated and probably make a difference in people's lives, even if you don't even realize it every single day. So I please encourage you to live that way. Unfortunately, these little oopses happen, but the dwelling on oopses and the dwellings dwelling on mistakes you've made or ways people have hurt you, that has to be handled. I'm not going to say it needs to go away because that would just be so unrealistic. It is human nature. And quite honestly, I believe you need to evaluate and you need to look at situations because otherwise, how do you learn? How do you move forward as a human being if you're not willing to acknowledge, cope, adjust and move on. Okay. So really it's about finding just mechanisms to help you manage. Now for me, for years with depression, I learned coping mechanisms. I learned to eat better. I learned to avoid alcohol. I got into essential oils. I take a walk in the sunshine. I started to garden. There are things that I do to bring joy to my life on purpose because happiness like unhappiness is is purposeful. Like you need to choose. Now I'm not talking about people that have serious, serious medical issues uh, with depression that need medication and need that leg up. Sometimes we just get our lives so overwhelming with work and family and our kids, our relationships that we can bring on depression or feelings of sadness, or you were overwhelmed. We have anxiety. You need to look at those situations and find coping mechanisms for them. And that's what most people don't want to do. They, they don't want to make change and they don't want to put forth the effort, but it's so rewarding when you do. It is absolutely so rewarding when you do. I can't think of really much else I want to add to that. If I keep going, I'll just be rambling like I tend to do at times. So today's little podcast, we're just talking about dwelling. How do, are you a dweller like myself? And if you are, How are you moving forward with that in your life and finding positive ways of coping with it? You need to express yourself. You need to acknowledge, but you also need to ensure that you move forward, that you don't harbor because as soon as you start harboring, you will get blocked emotions in your body that will manifest in emotional issues and physical pain. You will start getting anxiety. You will not be able to cope with normal situations. It will snowball on you. So this is always like anything in life, like good eating or or becoming a better person or building your business. It is always a process of moving forward, a process of improvement. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side. 
Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you like best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.